0: level it at some point but just a just a reminder that this is real talk leadership uh clubhouse where we talk about everything leadership and uh you know those are the things that that you wish you knew when you were a leader or what you have learned as a leader and uh, of course there's leaders of all levels and experience diversity here uh So, great opportunity to expand your network, etc. So, again, our official learning to lead Clubhouse. Uh, Follow the Clubhouse if you haven't already, invite your friends, invite those that may actually benefit from it. And uh, we encourage you to DM us. Anyway, I know a lot of you have already heard my film. I'm kind of watching to see if anybody new comes in here. It looks like we have one one person new. Um, so just, you know, we really encourage you to join our, our clubhouse. This is a safe environment where we can talk about everything and anything leadership, place where we can learn from each other, expand our network, et cetera. Raise your hand if you want to join uh, the stage, come up and join the conversation. You can accept uh my invitation i can send it out to you if not don't worry about it it's fine just listen and um we encourage you to join the conversation so muting unmuting is clapping for us uh we do have recaps of our conversations that you can access which i'll let kelly uh talk a little bit more of in Substack, so that you can listen to our discussions later if you don't have time uh, to join the the uh, session. We join uh, together every Saturday from 9.30 to 10.30, and we're real excited about our topic today. I'm going to turn the mic over to Kelly and let her introduce what's going on and talk a little bit more about how to listen to our recaps. Kelly, it's sure. all yours.
1: Thanks, Tamara. So good morning, everyone. Uh, a few call-outs, as Tamara mentioned. We always are going to open the room because we do have folks that can't join us live. So as she mentioned, we do record these and share the replays. So if there's someone you think would enjoy this, You can share that. I usually will capture a couple of key outcomes, share some resources. We've also started to add a few different resources in there, be it key events that might be happening or conferences that might be useful, as well as if some folks might be um, opening uh, different roles and jobs that they are recruiting for. So we figured it's a good way, again, to kind of deepen the connection across our network. So I highly recommend we're on Substack. I share recaps on LinkedIn, so if you haven't followed me or connected on LinkedIn, please do so. You'll see reminders there, but you can also find us just look learning to lead on Substack, and it's a great resource. There's lots of other great resources on that that site as well for for newsletters. So with that, we're going to jump into this topic this week. Um, So we want to talk about team building. We've hit on some pretty pretty deep topics in the past, and if you go to our, our recap website, you'll see you know last time i think we you know we were talking about burnout and some of those can be kind of intensive conversations when we think about you know the challenges we deal with both personally and professionally and well as well with our teams so Today we want to lighten up a little bit and talk a little bit about the importance of team building, but also some of the fun things that you can do, especially in this world where a lot of us are working remote and we might have teams that are spread across multiple different locations. We'll talk about why it's important to focus on team building, kind of what the impact is, but also just some very real ideas and tips on how to do this, how it's evolved, how it's changed and what you can start to do immediately and and how it's important again, no matter where you are in your leadership journey. But I always like to start with a bit of a moment of reflection. So we do our word of the week and a quick reminder that if you're listening and not on stage speaking with us or if you're listening to a replay, this is our moment of kind of reminding ourselves to look back and see kind of what's been happening around us. This is a good thing to do on a daily basis, weekly, uh, and sometimes bigger if you want to think about kind of, you know, a monthly or annual review. But at least we start with what is one word that would actually summarize the theme of your week. How did your week go? So if you're if you're not speaking with us or you're listening to Replay, maybe just jot it down uh, and keep
2: track of it week over week. So with that, I'm going to start with Chuck.
3: All right. Um, I would say refreshed. Um, we spent last weekend, kind of had a long weekend at the beach, and it was really nice to get away. Um, and just sort of, yeah, just pause, uh, take some time to relax, and um, just um, yeah, it just felt felt fantastic and refreshing. So
1: wonderful, great to hear that. I'm Rita.
4: Um, I think for me, it was exciting. I, right in the middle of the week, I I received my new phone, uh, which is, which is a big upgrade from my, from my last one. Um, so I got my 13 Pro Max. It just feels altogether different. Uh, I don't know. It just reset the whole week for me, uh, because my old phone was 6S, um, was still working. Uh, but there's a huge difference in camera and there are so many hidden gems in this one uh, that I'm still discovering. I, I don't know. It just changed my whole week.
1: <laughs> that's, that's a serious upgrade. I have the latest two, but I think mine was maybe a, an 11. So I didn't go quite as far back to a six. So that yeah, must be a huge shift. So congratulations on new tech. Chad.
2: I would
3: say relief. I, uh, as many of you know, it was, i uh, on, a, on a huge uh, job hunt for a, a long time, and uh, I just signed an offer letter this week,
2: and I'm excited about that.
0: Congratulations. Hey. All fantastic. Congratulations. You deserve it.
2: Thank you,
0: thank
5: you.
6: Mako. I'm feeling light this week. I had a colonoscopy.
0: <laughs> is that what the picture is representing
1: that's amazing on multiple levels well congratulations hopefully i don't know i don't know what you say to that but uh <laughs> it's a good one for this week
6: yeah advocate for preventative health care so
7: all good
1: 100 there you go pete i don't know you gotta follow that now pete
7: well, I was going to come up with a portmanteau of short and long, but then I thought it might not go over well. <laughs> so my word of the week is flow. Um, <laughs> and, uh, my, the, like, so is mine. <laughs> Kelly, would you like to go next?
1: <laughs> keep, keep it going. Go for it, Pete. We 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 will hold our comedy now. My my
7: word, My <laughs> I won't. Um, my word of the week is "floats." This week was a really great combination of the hands-on work that I really love, um, volunteer work, a little bit of go-to-market work and sales work, which I don't always like to do, but there was a lot of it, and it was with a team that I really respect, and uh, it was just, and also received and gave some good mentorship. Uh, I got picked as a mentor this week. I get to meet with my own mentor this week. And so all of it just kind of blended together really nicely. And it all just sort of flowed. And the next thing I knew, it was Friday. So it was really great.
1: Wonderful. Sounds like a great week.
7: Yeah. Uh, Kelly. Uh,
1: I'm actually going to punt to Gary real quick. But thank you, Pete. I will probably close it as I segue into the group.
8: Um, I think for me, this week, it's been growth. Um, I've been getting lots of feedback over the last few weeks and uh, really putting that to to good use and changing the way I do a few things.
1: Oh, wonderful. Good to hear.
0: And Tamara? I have to go with Amarita. Excited. Excited. I have uh, finally hired all my staff. All my positions are hired. Uh, Not everybody's in place yet, but that uh there's a lot of new things going on at work in terms of building more infrastructure and i'm actually uh looking to start my coaching certification so lots of exciting things happening
1: very exciting lots of lots lots of there to, to be excited about and i know the feeling of how hard it can be to to be in recruiting and filling lots of positions and then the the relief that comes from finally getting people in those positions. So my word of the week, actually, I think we have an interesting theme. Um, I would say mine was also exciting, excited as well. Um, I had my first trip, business trip, you know, two weeks ago. And um, I came back this week with a lot of of energy around things that we had to do around that. I also was kind of re- re-engaging with a lot of mentorship capacity conversations across lots of different teams, both direct and indirect. And so it was a really exciting week, feeling really good about the progress we're making in my in my new role about a month and a half into now, um, and really starting to feel uh, the optimism of where we're going in the future. So it was a very exciting week. So Uh, a great I know we had a couple different themes that show up and again it's part of why we do this is just to kind of see themes for the group but also keep track of kind of themes for yourself so if you haven't done already maybe start thinking about keeping track of your word of the week and see how it changes and evolves over time as you're going through different journeys both you know professionally and personally so with that As a reminder, we only talk for an hour and we want to be very cognizant of everyone's time joining us on a Saturday. So we have about 45 minutes to dig into this topic, but I'm really excited. I I already know there's some fun ideas that are going to come out of it. Um, But we want to kick off team building. And the first thing I want to talk about is why it's important. And I think about this from two lenses. I think you have to kind of consider team building both with your direct team that you're responsible for and how do you think about what culture you're fostering within your team as well as indirect teams that you influence and work with, and your peer group team, right? Who are the people that you work with all the time that are your peer level team that you're working with? And these are all different vectors to think about for team building. Um, But I'm going to probably spend the most time or hopefully keep us on the the direct team, you know, very much for some of the ideas. But I do want to open the floor to some of the concepts about why it is that this is important. And I'll start by saying I think many of us have had a moment in time, both ourselves or heard from others, that one of the the key reasons that people stay in jobs or one of the things they say they enjoy most about a job that they're in or a, a company they're working for is the people and the people that they get to work with. And you know, one of the things I was reading a, a, a couple of different Harvard Business Review uh, articles and 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 there's an article about 15 different reasons people stay at companies. And many of those, you could probably guess, have to do with kind of value and trust and ownership, but two had to do with involvement and belonging and a good relationship with a manager. And so, again, when I think about the lens of team building, it's about the culture and the relationships and the investment in people that's really important that really goes beyond and is outside of the direct work that you might be doing. So there's a couple of thoughts. I do wanna open it to the floor. What are some of the things that you have seen, again, both for yourself, but also as a leader that
2: really kind of reinforces the importance of spending time focusing on team building?
0: Yeah, I'm gonna start with, I think there's a, you know, I just wanna kind of add to what you said, Kelly. And I think with, when I think of team building, a lot of times when we think of team building, we think of let's get everybody together and have ice cream or something of that nature. Right. But I think, you know, with, with leadership, if you think about this with team building a lot of it is, you know, some of us are coming into new jobs and we're trying to establish ourselves amongst our team and and, and all of that is team building as well. There's a lot of, you know, uh, building confidence, building trust, providing constructive feedback and sort of creating the, the infrastructure within your team. So that they can actually become very highly effective as a team, also very, very cohesive as a team, you know, and things of, uh, uh, when I talk about trust and, and, and confidence, is also them being able to communicate effectively with each other to resolve conflicts, to work on projects, see them to fruition you know, the celebration and et cetera. And then I also look at it from the lens of, you know, uh, strategic goal setting or strategic planning and the, and the, uh, whole idea of bringing teams together to be part of that and to think creatively and to really challenge them to be part of building something that's going to be greater and they're going to be part of it. And they're going to feel, you know, uh, Proud of that, proud of being part of it and and also be able to really participate in that celebratory process as as a member of what the solution was. Um, and then I think from the peer peer perspective, and I've mentioned this before in some of our discussions about the fact that, you know, uh, there a lot of times in companies you come in and you've got people that are you know directors vps you know managers supervisors, and they're kind of like islands out there by themselves and there's sometimes not a really good smooth uh flow of of uh, collaboration and um uh, there's another word I'm trying to think of and it's not coming to me, but basically where they have a peer group that they can lean on, that they can talk about the challenges that they're experiencing. And that's all part of team building too. And I think, you know, there's always kind of this gap in mo- most of the work environments I've worked in where, you know, there's, you have to feel con- comfortable and you have to feel like you can trust to go to somebody and tell them something in confidence or talk over a challenge you're experiencing or to be able to you know, somehow exchange information so that you can grow, you can help them grow, et cetera. So I, I kind of look at it from lots of different perspectives, as well as the actual fun of bringing people together, them getting to know each other, the team and all the rest of it. So uh, kind of maybe as you're thinking about, as you share your experience or your thoughts is that there's lots of different layers when it comes to team building. So I'm gonna turn the mic over to everyone else to talk.
8: I absolutely agree with all of that but I don't want to sort of knock the going out for ice cream. I enjoyed it when Mako used to take us out for ice cream.
0: <laughs> exactly.
6: I find no one could be angry over ice cream. Like when you go out for ice cream, like no one's really pissed.
1: Yeah, I think when we talk about how how you do team building, I think there's I think there's multiple in the same way that there's different ways to think about team building, there's different ways to do it and I think I think fun has to be part of it. I think it's important um, you know, when, when we kind of dig into that more is the idea that, you know, people need to kind of let their guard down a little bit. And I think doing things to your point, Mako, no one can be mad over ice cream, right, is is bringing the guard down. We're, we're removing some of those barriers um, and kind of diffusing it and sometimes be it breaking bread, having ice cream, but also just having some fun. I think there are, there's an importance and, and we'll talk a little bit. I think there's a lot of different ways to think about when you do team building, how you do it, and when it's right to lean into the fun versus also how you think about some of the things Tamara was sitting on around, you know, building strategies and coming together to think about ideas and future growth. And there's a collaboration aspect that's equally important as we think about the balance between those
2: two as well.
6: Yeah. And, and you know, it's also interesting, and maybe this will be controversial, but I hate fake team building. Like when, you you know, you go to a thing and you got a facilitator and they're like, all right, well, you know, fall backwards and, you know, tr- trust the person going to catch you and that kind of crap. Like it really make, makes me insane. So, you yeah, know, I, I hate that stuff. But I do think there is two different types of team building. You know, one is vertically inside your organization. And, you know, honestly, some of the best team building can come out of. I hate to say it, but like crisis, you know, when when something's going wrong, you know, and the team is bonding over a situation, that that's some really good stuff. I always try to promote doing something fun. And then I think there's sort of the horizontal, you know, which Kelly was was talking about, because really, for me, you know, that's how I built over years, a lot of my personal board of directors, right? It's like kind of by, by building, a, you know, a, a trusted network of folks that I like to go out. And, that you know, it's kind of a you, know, you can almost think of your board of directors as an extended team, right. You know, in a, in a lot of ways. And, you know, I point, you know, Kelly knows we spend countless hours, like kind of doing crazy stuff in the parks just to, just to go build, you know, relationships with people and, uh, and, and bond. So I, I think there's a lot of different ways to to execute on that.
1: Yeah. I think it's a great point, Mako too. And I think, you know, one of the things you hit on and it came up a little bit, even, you know, what Tamara was saying, which is I think one of the most important aspects of team building both the kind of vertical aspect and horizontal is building trust. Right. And it's, and I think, you know, maybe you just hit on the, the, even the point of, you know, team teams kind of coming together in moments of crisis. Right. I think at the core, if you think about the trust it has to come down to the fact that this team feels like we authentically have each other's back, that we're going to show up for each other. Right. And that can be your horizontal or vertical, but to, to fig- figure out the effective way of doing that authentically, because I agree with you, the fake team building where people just are showing up and going through the motion and it really doesn't have any meaning and there's no real traction. It's just, again, we're we're doing it because we have to, and it doesn't feel like it's actually really about getting to know each other. Because at the end of the day, it's building that trust so that in moments of celebration, we are all there for each other and that's great. But also in moments of crisis, of failure, of challenge, we equally are there for each other. And we know that if something goes wrong, we're all going to rally as a team, we're going to come together, and we're going to solve that problem. And I think that's, you know, when I think about kind of the, one of the, the crux of team building is those moments, right? And we do these fun times, these fun moments, and again, things that we can do to bring people together, get to know each other,
2: so that in moments of crisis, we can rally and come together. Those are the points that I think kind of make or break teams. Yeah, and I think, you know, over the last two, you know, what is
6: it, two years, we've been in this COVID situation too, right? It's like team building's gotten really difficult. It's gotten really challenging when everybody's virtual and, you know, but you got to make the time to do those things. And, uh, you know, I've done things like bring, you know, the, I think I sent you this link on, at one point, but like, you know, br- bring a farm animal into the meeting. Like that, it was kind of fun. We did a virtual farm tour in one of my meetings, just to kind of see some stuff, and we did a virtual tea tasting with a local uh, tea vendor in Portland, and you know, but it 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 is very difficult, I think, uh, in, you know, in a virtualized world to to build some of those bonds.
1: Well, I think that's something that you know, Tamara, you kind of hit on is what what sometimes can happen. Any time within a team, but I think is especially magnified in this where a lot of us are, are working remote still is that the the kind of the loneliness factor. Um, and I think it's a, it could be very important if you're maybe moving into a new role or at a new level. Maybe you're a new manager or a new leader, and you're trying to figure out how you operate at that level, how you build a team. That's again like that that term kind of horizontal and vertical. How you rally your own team it can be very lonely, and then. There's another aspect of this that we're all dealing with is when you hire new people, the onboarding process in a remote work environment can be really challenging. And again, I think it can lead to very much a feeling of, of loneliness and isolation, you know, separate of what people might be dealing with personally and feeling somewhat isolated and restricted about what they can do and just moving around the world and
2: having their kind of normal cadence of life shifted.
0: Yeah, you're right. And and as you as you talk about that, I think about that a lot within the teams I work with. And I especially when you get somebody new that's coming in, you know, they're always nobody knows who they are. Nobody knows how they're how they function, how they emotionally respond to things, how they professionally, what their experiences, et cetera. And I think it's real important that, you know, as a leader, you know, it's really our accountability to bring them into the fold. And, and and when I think of that, I also think about how it's important to keep, you know, an even, even distribution of how you interface with each team member. They're all absolutely different or approach with them differently. And, you know, you have to be really cautious, of maybe spend more time with this with with employee A versus employee C. So it's important. Like I say, I think accountability is super important for the leader to make sure we pull that person in, that we include them, that we bring out. Uh, who they are as an individual, what they have to contribute to the team so that they get folded in quicker because to your point, it can really be uh, you know very isolating for somebody to try to feel like you know they, they fit in and that everybody's gonna you know interact with them in an appropriate way that they can grow.
4: I absolutely agree with that. And um, in my experience, I've noticed a, a very odd thing. <clears throat> um, so there are new folks who joined the team. Uh, I'm, I'm talking about like this year to 2021 when we all are virtual. Um, they They find that the team engagement is normal and they feel excited. They feel motivated. And whereas the team members who have been here, for maybe more than you know 2 3 years they f- they kind of feel like things are stuck or things aren't moving um um although directionally things are moving um so i don't know they they feel less you know they don't feel as motivated um so it's it's odd that you know a new team member feels quite the opposite of what an old team member. Of you know, I'm Amrita, it's a
1: really interesting point, you know, as you were bringing that up, and I was thinking about that even as, as some of the things that Tamara was saying, which is, is I, I find, and, and I think I can relate to this myself, I think there's an element of waiting for things to go back to normal that I think can impact existing teams, right? And I think, you know, Mako, you hit on the fact that it's, in remote, it's equally important, if not more important, does that make sense to make time for this? Because I think there is sometimes this, this sense of, I'm waiting until we are back in the office, or I'm waiting until we're back in a very in-person central environment versus this remote environment. You're waiting for this to end. And I think given that we've been in this environment and likely there is not going to be a return to normal, we have to think about how we, how we shift those expectations for our existing teams, because those new team members coming in, I think to your point, they're coming in and this is what they know. They don't know anything different from being in your team operating in this way, whereas your existing team members might be looking at, well, the way that it was, we used to be able to do this. It used to be this way, and they're waiting for that return and or you know, wishing that that would return. So I think it's really important when we talk about the importance of team building, again, to the point of making time for it, especially when you bring people, new people in, but not forgetting the mental impact that might still be happening with your existing team, as they are still adjusting to
2: this potentially different way of working. If we, if you were not in a remote work environment previously, And yeah. I would even add to that to say that that's that's something that I think existed
3: for a very long time. I, I, I can remember in my early years of, of working at Disney, where you know people would would just just get very excited about the way the the holiday party used to be and how amazing it was. And then suddenly it changed and that was a shock. And, and some of the newer folks that would come in would be like, but it's it's still cool. We get to go and do this or that, or whatever. And, and folks would, 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 would wax and say, ah, but when, way back
2: in the day, we used to be able to do this. So there's always that, that little tug and pull of the way it used to be versus where we are now. Yeah, it's
6: it's a challenge, though, as a leader, right? Because like, for me, big trigger words are like when somebody says to me, well, that's not the way we used to do things, or that's not the way it used to be. I mean, that, that, you know, for me, I I really encourage folks on my team to be, you know, have this mindset of continuous learning and continuous evolving, because it's changing everything, right? Culture, companies, how you work, the technologies that you use. And if you can't, Adapt, you know, you know. I think it's one of the four. Was it the four principles of of, sto- of, of Zen? Is you know, self attachment to the past causes nothing but pain and suffering. And I, I kind of lens in on that one a lot, right? It's just like if you have an attachment to the way things used to be, you're always going to be stuck there in some way, you know. And you know, whether it's a company holiday party or. You know, I, I had an employee yell about donuts not being delivered to a building in the same you know, speed that they were being, you know, handed off to another building once. Like, it, you know, it's just like it's wacky. Right. And it's just uh, it, it's, it's a hard balance between, you know, sort of the fun things that you do. But again, you know, I think for, for team building, I think for, for, for me, one of the things I've always tried to do is just incorporate something different. Try to be a little off the edge because it's memorable then for the, you know, for for the folks that you work with. I mean, I can guarantee you anybody who is in the meeting I brought a goat in uh, won't forget that, you know, or I don't want to say that's a big deal, but it's just I think it's just part of an experience uh, of being with a group of folks. You know, I I had a a former uh, person that worked for me said to me the other day it's like i kind of ruined them because like they're not findings you know some of the same types of experiences or guidance or leadership or the way you build teams like in new teams you know so i i just think it's important to make memorable impressions on, on things and i think you can add a lot of humor to it to make it kind of fun and interesting
0: i i love that i i i love that you know you try these unique uh unconventional ways of, of getting you know making bringing the team together and making it more memorable I think you're you're right you know a picture's worth a thousand words and they'll always remember that goat you know I uh, recently went some with some friends to uh, uh, you probably maybe some of you guys know about this it was my first experience of axe throwing and I thought hmm, maybe I'll take my team to go axe throwing but you know you have to have a cohesive team to go axe throwing because it could be pretty <laughs> catastrophic otherwise <laughs> Um, but no, I just wanted to. <laughs> we are an interesting theme today. We got some
1: dark humor happening now, too. <laughs> yeah, I I would just echo it in all seriousness. And I think two parts, right? Try something different. I think people are so used to the makeup, what you hit on, like the inauthentic kind of fake team building, where it's like, we're going to do this stuff and it's going to feel very forced. And, you know, everybody kind of just checks out mentally and it's not really compelling. And I think doing something fun, doing something different, trying something different, I think it shows that you care, that it actually is important, right? That, that we're not just doing it because we have to, because someone told us it's important to do team building. We actually believe that it's important. Um, and I think it's important also to remember, like, do something that's authentic to you as a leader. You know, if there's something that you, so Tamara, your example, right? You know, you went out and had an experience where you tried something new that was axe throwing and you thought immediately, like, okay, this is kind of a cool thing. Could I do something that that feels like this with my team, right? And, you know, Mako, it's very on-brand knowing you for you to do something that feels like very out of left field, like bringing farm animals, right, to a, to a team meeting. Whatever it is that, you know, and this goes back to many, you know, sessions we come, this comes up about, you know, having life experiences and not being afraid to bring those experiences to work with you, to bring those stories to work with you, bring those into your team It makes you who you are. It's part of your experience and it makes you very relatable and memorable because you're bringing that part of yourself to work. So if there's something you enjoy doing, you know, maybe do that. You know, maybe I would, uh, you know, kind of put people on the spot and take them out for karaoke because I really enjoy singing. What are those moments that feel very authentic to who you are as a leader that you can bring in? And it also helps them make people feel like you're doing this. You're showing them a little bit more of who you are, which then hopefully helps make them feel more safe and comfortable showing, that, showing you who they are and their team as well. And I think that's important is, you know, you're going to, you know, and, and now we'll kind of shift into some of the ideas. What are some of the things that, that you have done, like like bringing a goat to a meeting that have really worked, right? So, you know, it could be, you know, as we shift here, I think it's, it's the fun ideas. But then also, it's a big part of this is about intentionality and why you are doing what you're doing to the first part of this conversation, why this is important, why you're spending time doing this, and what outcomes you're expecting. Some might just be, again, about having some fun, building some trust, getting people to know each other. And then the other part might be, how do you approach also layering in some of the more strategizing and bringing people together to think about How to define the team's future and where we're going and that being a part of everyone participating and not just the leader, you know, telling everyone where we're going. So I want to kind of open it here to what are some of the ideas that you've done, both in that vein of really fun, maybe eccentric, quirky things either you did or experienced, or some of the things that you've done that maybe have walked that line that felt really impactful
2: from a team building strategy goal setting as well.
8: You know, what, what? we're quite lucky working for Disney because, um, you know, we can it, it's pretty easy just to take a day and go to Disneyland or, or Disney World. Um, but one of the interesting things I, I found, you know, Mako took us to Disneyland uh, one time and I found people bonding more in the queue as they were waiting to get on rides. People who wouldn't necessarily um, interact on a day to day basis because they're in different teams but just the waiting to get on the rides actually brought more people together, and there, there were definitely some interesting conversations. And the team felt to be more together by the end when we were had dinner at the end of it. Different people were sitting next to each other that you wouldn't have expected, and that that was a good one for me.
0: Yeah, I can. I think that's an excellent point that you make because when we're at work, you know, we've got our we've got our noses down on the grindstone. We're doing our work and. There's not a lot of time to just get to know somebody on a on a deeper level than just what they do at work every day. I actually took my team one time to uh, play peewee golf, and it's hard for me to take my team because I'm in healthcare, right? So we're a seven a twenty four seven operation, and it, it's difficult to get my team away. But I was successfully able to do that. And again, to your point, was that they had the opportunity to get to know each other and as well as play and have fun. And, you know, obviously with peewee golf, not everybody gets a hole in win all the time. So, you know, you're, you're not, you're, you're not failing, but you're not, you know, you're not like winning everything that, you know, you do in life. And they really were able to support each other and to really get to know each other and bond in a much different way.
6: I just like doing weird things because it's funny. Like for me,
0: I'm just curious where you got the goat.
6: Oh, uh, there was a farm that was, oh, I'll have to look it up. I'll send Kelly the link so she can put it on there, but they do virtual, uh, it's like a, a rescue farm, uh, for animals. And they basically dial into your zoom and they, they take you on uh sort of a tour of the, of, of the rescue farm and, uh, they, you know, you can interact with the goats and stuff like that. And then if we were in person, I always wanted to try taking the team to goat yoga. Cause I thought that was kind of funny too.
0: Oh um, yeah. It,
6: just because it's it's so whack but you know i've taken my team to farmhouses for you know uh you know farm fresh breakfasts that you know that are made there i think that's a fun one at disney you know again like gary said i think the the wait queues are really interesting there's all this crazy behind the scenes stuff you could do there if you know somebody so that that was always a really good bonding experience um You know, again, you know, another thing that I would do sort of with folks that, you know, became into my board of directors, I I just love going out for like sushi or whatever and just ordering everything you can. Like just make it like a complete gut bomb, just crazy fest and just, you know, break bread and and, and have those kinds of, of experiences, too. I think, you know, there's a lot of laughter that comes from a lot of that.
0: I love that you shared the whole thing about the virtual GOAT and goat farm and the rescue farm i'm i'm gonna be i'm gonna have to check into that that because that would work for my team because i can't take them off site like i can't just take everybody and leave you know we have patients to take care of so that is fabulous i'm gonna be very interested maybe in trying yeah, and i like one.
1: one of the ones that you mentioned mako too was oh it wasn't yeah that- you said it wasn't that expensive, expensive. sorry I, I, I talked over you
6: No, no, I was just saying it wasn't, that, it wasn't that expensive. Uh, I'll have to send you,
1: I'll yeah, have the remember. resources. You know, the
0: other, the other thing is I don't know if any of you have ever done this and I'm trying to do this with my team right now. And it's not really necessarily on the level of, of, you know, everybody sitting in a room and doing something, but, um, Bringing in have bringing in a masseuse with a masseuse chair, you know, and just paying for like a fifteen minute where they sit there in the chair and get a, a quick massage for ten minutes or fifteen minutes or something of that nature.
6: Yeah, I, I found it. It's uh, SweetFarm dot org. I'll have Kelly add it to the link. But basically, you can do uh, um, corporate events where they bring in goats and stuff like that. It's kind of fun. So.
1: Yeah, Love it. very Thank clever. You. I think there's a lot of other, again, virtual ones too. I know there's been a big movement in, and make You mentioned this, like virtual tastings. That could be, you know, tea tasting, you know, coffee, chocolate tasting. It could be drinks and mocktails. There's those kind of moments where, again, if you have a team that's spread out potentially across the country or across the globe, you know, those are those are moments that you can kind of figure out how to have that break red moment um, virtually. There's also a lot of, you know, we've seen the, the rise of a lot of virtual escape rooms. So those are also, I, I like escape rooms a little bit when you think about the kind of game element, because then you can actually mix and mingle your team. So where maybe some folks get more comfortable in certain groups because they know those folks better. This is where you can kind of mix it up, break down some of the little the little clicks that generally always exist within any any organization and team and get them working together to solve puzzles and get them to do it in a very fun way. Again, you know, building that, that kind of muscle memory of, you know, how to solve problems together, how to work together to solve problems versus I could just do it myself or I'll do it the way I've always done it before, especially when a real problem may come up, which it probably will at some at some point. So that's a big one. I do want to like, as we think about the last 20 minutes here, I do want to talk a little bit about beyond the kind of fun, because I think the fun should always be an element. And I think that can be going for a dinner, you know, doing all these fun things that we're talking about, going for a breakfast. Um how do you also think about the idea of now blending in more of that goal setting into that as well? And what's worked really well? Because I think there's an element of, you know, sometimes we've had a lot of sessions where you, you do a, a team building and it might start with a dinner before and then the day of the next day. We really are now in earnest kind of working together to figure out kind of what we care about, what we do, how we're going to move forward, where we want to go as a leadership team or as a team. And so I want to hear a little bit of ideas about what's really worked well when you've seen that. And there might be some specific tactics that we talk about here too that, that can be you know, woven into this because I think there is an element of, of this kind of fun, general team building. And then there's an element of, you know again, being intentional and earnest about how we come together
2: to set goals and now start to rally our team in a specific direction. I was going to say one thing that we've done with a dispersed workforce um, on our team before
3: even COVID was we would kind of bring people in like twice a year and we would sort of set up the, you know, three, three days or so where we would do a mix of, of lunches, off site activities, um, you know, various groups of people would hang out in the evenings, but then also setting up like, you know, all day sort of strategy and vision conversations and, you know, it was a nice mix of, of being able to do both things, like spending time to get to know each other. Um, And then also, you know, spinning up collaborative discussions and talking about, like, where are we going with the future? You know, here's the vision, you know, getting the thoughts of the engineers, thinking about the things that they want to work on. Um, And that's been really, really, that's worked really well for us to sort of have that sort of blend um in those situations. Um I will say also one other thing that we've done from a, Um, an activity perspective and i'm not a huge fan of like necessarily like like what mako was saying like trust falls and doing like um trying to like i guess you know the concept of like you're gonna the team's gonna be stronger by just kind of doing like this one activity it's you know for me it's a lot of different things that happen as a team and um but i would say that one thing that's really worked was uh, improv training um we actually had someone come on site for a 90 minute session and some of the things that they did, you know, it was it was both fun. It was both a little bit of challenging and doing some things outside of your comfort zone. Um, but then at the end of the day, people ended up having fun and also just learning to communicate a little bit more effectively with each other and kind of learning how to support each other, you know, through that communications and, and those listening skills. Um, and then also attending training myself. Um the huge plug for the rewire you training at at second city, because it literally tells, shows you how you can build support um, through different activities. Um, And it was just fantastic um, experience.
1: Yeah. I love all those. Those are, those are really great points. And, and if you wouldn't mind Chuck, if you can send me the name of the the training that you just mentioned, just so I can include that in our resources, um, that'd be super helpful. And I love the point on, on improv, because I think, you know, again, sometimes we, especially when we're, we're forming new teams or new team members or just shifting to a new work environment, be it remote or back to in-person, whatever. I like improv for communication, but also I think, you know, being a little silly, again, also creates some vulnerability. And again, it's back to that moment of, you know, we're we're all here together as a team. We're all on equal footing to kind of contribute together. Um, and I think, you know, improv, and again, can really help in, in letting, letting the guard down Um, I do think there's something that's really important to that you hit on, which, which I really agree with too, is when we talk about goal setting or strategizing, you know, blending these fun elements into kind of what I'll call work sessions, where we're really challenging ourselves to think about where we're going, what we care about, what we value. I think there is such a powerful moment of thinking about how you bring your team together. Um, you know, even just for, you know, two days, three days, one day, whatever it is, and changing scenery, and this is where it's an overused term, and it can it can carry some baggage. But I think this is where retreats can be really powerful. If you think about, you know, doing an uh, an offsite with your team, changing the environment that you're normally operating within, and again, giving some people kind of a mental release to think differently outside of the day to day. As Tamara mentioned, you know, we all kind of get our heads down and we're getting the work done every day. If we can separate ourselves and get a shift you know, both from environment and way of thinking, I think that really unlocks a huge opportunity for us to not only connect as a team, but really start to think differently about where we want to go and how we think about that, you know, beyond the day-to-day work and responsibilities that we have in delivery to ensure that we're we're actually on a path that's going to lead us in the direction of our goals versus what I'll always call, you know, either an accidental career or we're just completing Completing
2: tasks and checking boxes, but not actually really moving the needle for our business, for ourselves professionally, or for ourselves personally.
0: And I just want to tap into what Chuck said, too, about um, the strategic planning and bringing in people. I think having a facilitator, I've seen some of the more successful team building uh, strategy goal setting uh, sessions is... You know, the leader then has the opportunity to be more infiltrated with their team, not distracted with, OK, what's next? What what do I have to do next? What do I what's what's the next activity? Having someone to facilitate that where the leader can still participate actively, you know, in engaging their team. I think that makes a big difference. And again, the leader's not seen as it's a top down message and also that they have that interaction with their team in whatever activities are going on.
2: Yeah, I would agree. I think it's a lot to ask, ask a team um, to, or a team
1: member to facilitate as well as contribute. You're kind of, you kind of have to live in one camp um, or the other in order to effectively do one or the other. And so I think it's a really good point in, in identifying, you know, if there's someone in your organization that can play that role, you know, often within our within you know Disney, for example, we have we have teams that can help facilitate and they understand our business, they understand what we're doing, but they sit outside of the direct team, so it's easier for them to come in and play the facilitator role. But I do think it's an important aspect as you're thinking about um, doing this and structuring this in an effective way. Again, implementing those fun moments where people can just let their guard down, get a little vulnerable, have some fun, then coming in and doing more thought-provoking, intentional goal-setting and strategizing, and having someone help guide those conversations and capture those outcomes so that it's easy to can make those actionable and move them forward. From a very logistical perspective, I'm curious, um, how often are you doing team building? How often are you doing either
2: just the fun aspect of it or doing these you know, bigger strategy sessions? I'm just going to
0: mention that I think that I do team building on a regular basis. Like I say, when it comes to team building, you know, outside of strategic planning, you know, it's it's that constant, you know, interacting with your team, uh, you know, giving them guidance, helping to build trust and confidence, helping to build... Cohesive amongst team members when there's conflict or there's problem solving that needs to do needs to be done. So that's the more informal team building that happens because it all kind of all those little things you do build into a bigger team building effort. And then um, as far as like really structured plant planning a, a big team building event, that's probably less frequently for me. And like I said, my challenge is and I love people's thoughts around this, is the fact that I'm in healthcare. And so it's very difficult for me to break my team away from their work, because it's just, we just can't step away from, from patients who need our help. So it's a little more challenging from that perspective. But I try to incorporate it on a pretty regular basis so that I'm always building that team and making sure everybody knows that they're valued and and helping them, I lead by rationale, helping them to understand what they do and how that contributes to the bigger goal.
6: Yeah, I I like that concept of continuous team building. I mean, there's only so often you can get out to do an experience type thing. You know, you try to, you know, I think you try to do that quarterly or at least twice a year, you know, one thing that, you know, I had planned for, for one of my teams was to go kayaking up in the islands, you know, in the whale pods and it just doing COVID hit and things just, you know, kind of went South for two years. So we never really got to do it, but you know, I think incorporating things even into your weekly meetings, like, you know, I would always ask at the start of my meetings, you know, just quick round robin around the table. How's everyone doing? You know, zero, you know, wish I was dead to five things are awesome. You know, just like, you know, kind of break bread, you know, really easy and keep it loose and fast. And, you know, it, it just gets people to open up.
5: Well, one of the things I'm loving, loving this conversation, Tamra. Uh, The first thing that came to mind when I saw team building was a quote. It says the wine is in the cluster, it's not in the grape. And even when I'm working with my team and I'm building my team, I'm always thinking about it as a cluster. But even as we're talking about team building and how do we build the team, I'm very strategic and very intentional about building the person in the team. And the way I do that, and I know we do a a, a bi-monthly meeting with our team, but Throughout the week, what I mean, yeah, throughout the month, once a week, I send out a individual sticky note. I have my personal assistant that that's with me throughout all my meetings. I have her listening when we're in meetings. She's not just taking minutes or notes. She's listening to our team. If they say something about their children, say something about their parents, say something about being sick, winning something even simple as an outfit. She's taking notes for me and I sent out a sticky and I sent out a card stating something about something personally they said. And doing 2020, you guys, we probably brought in more revenue and reached more people in 2020 because I was very strategic. I thought this is a good time to really build not just the team, but the person in the team so we can build the team. And I intentionally in 2020, I went crazy in celebrating our team because i realized people go where they're celebrated not where they're tolerated and i knew in 2020 we people were losing people so i was very strategic in about keeping our team and building our team but more than anything building the person in the team this is karen and i'm done thank speaking. you karen
1: that was really powerful i took a lot of notes on that one because that, i think you're so right and i love the quote that you said and i think it's it's, an, it's a reminder that that team building both the collective team and the individual team member doesn't actually take a lot. And often it doesn't take a lot of money. I think that there's this moment and I think Miko you hit this too, right? That there's the continuous element of this which is just listening to people, uh, acknowledging what's going on in their life in a meaningful and authentic way. And then there's the experiential which made people feel celebrated and rewarded. and And those all matter. And I think you can do very small things to make a difference in showing people that they are valued and that they matter and that you care about them and you're listening. And that, you know, as we as we talk about why people, and Karen, you hit on this too, why people stay at companies, it's where they feel involved, they feel like they belong, they feel like they're valued. And those are ways of reinforcing that. And I think, you know, I always learn from these conversations, why I love having these conversations, because, you know, part of it, you know, what I'm looking at, too, is those small things that can be done continuously, that can be done individually, being in one-on-ones, what we can do just in team meetings. And we always have kind of, you know, in my team meetings, we always have a lot of those conversations upfront about similar to Mako, how people are doing, right? We're just doing a check-in, listening to people, having them talk about what their weekend was like or what's going on in their lives before we jump into work. Um, But I will say, as I I shift over to you as well, as I'm thinking about the strategic, you know, we usually just probably annually as we're setting goals, both from a company calendar perspective, but I think there's importance of, probably doing that at least twice a year to make sure we're not only setting goals, but we're giving ourselves the capacity to step back and look at where we're going and how things are working for us. And if we need to change, you know, beyond just the individual
2: projects and the near-term tactics that we're delivering.
5: Tamra, I love that meeting, those annual meetings, because one of the things we say all the time and we teach We teach people to share the vision, make sure the company have a vision, make sure you have a vision. But one of the things that I'm very strategic about my team is make sure we're transferring the vision because it's not enough for me and the company to have the vision, but I wanna make sure our team have the vision. So we keep the vision before the people in our annual meetings and in our meetings, just to make sure we're transferring the vision and that anybody at any given time can not just quote the vision, but they can execute the vision in their sphere of influence and in their position. Uh I'm done speaking. That's
0: a that's a really good point that you you know, that that's a great a great point that you picked that you just pointed out there. And and I think that just tagging onto that, you know, I was listening to something this week on one of my in one of my books about uh about like pers- about the well, you know, companies have Missions and visions and and goals, et cetera, but you know you could ask any member of your team or member of another part another part of the organization what 's the mission of the organization many people won 't know they won 't even be able to say it they 'll have to go look it up right so it 's really not resonating in the heart with with folks when they when you ask them that question and one of the things that I have been contemplating doing with my team is to number one maybe had a to do a mission statement for the department that ties obviously to the mission of the organization, but also considering having the team members write a mission statement for themselves to help them see how it's interconnected and how what they do and how they see their role really contributes to the overall success of the team and then of the organization. So good point.
1: Yeah, I love that point about the mission statement for the company, for the department, and for the team member. And I'm going to give a shout out to to MAKO's newsletter, because I believe it was in your two editions ago, your your last full edition before this weekend, um, where there was a topic about the kind of personal mission statement. And I think it's really important to think about the grounding of how what you do as an individual as part of your team matters. It matters matters to your team and it matters to your company. I think that's really powerful. And then I think as as we think about leadership and a key component and role of us as leaders is investing in the growth of our individual teams, right? our team members and our teams, which means helping them also be very clear about what are their professional goals. So yes, what you do matters to help our team be successful and to help our company be successful, but it's equally important that you are successful professionally. So what are your goals? Where do you want to go? What do you want to do? What do you need to learn? Where do, you want to, where do you want to go in your future? And I think the more that we as leaders have those conversations, the more that we're empowering our team members to think that way. And I think that mission statement piece is such an important point in helping, again, remind the it's important to be intentional, spend time on these things, articulate your goals, articulate them, in terms of the work you're doing today, but also in what your goals are for the future, and I think that's a far more meaningful way than often what a lot of companies do, which is go through annual review cycles where we want people to write down all of their accomplishments and then we all talk about how how great people did or where they need to grow. I love the idea of it being much more continuous about, you know, what is it that you really are striving for, and having some very real conversations about that, so that we as leaders can play an important role in their 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 journey to creating the, the life that they're seeking or the growth that they're seeking so that we can help open doors or create opportunities for their success as well. So I think that was a huge point of that breakdown of, of mission at company level, mission at
2: team level, and mission at, at personal individual level.
5: Tamara and Kelly, I love, love, love. I love that. And as you guys are talking about growth and as we're talking about personal growth, but also business growth as well, one of the things that I make sure my team is aware of is that to keep in mind that what we produce is very, very important. But when we're thinking about growth, especially as you think about maybe a tree, an apple tree or vegetation that they grow in three seasons and they only produce in one. So that means if If most things that are alive are, when it comes to fruit and vegetables, if they're growing in three seasons and only producing in one, the growth is very, very important. So in our team building and our personal growth and in our individual growing in our department is very, very important to us because we realize if we grow, we produce well.
1: Uh, This is Karen and I'm done speaking. Karen, I feel like you're just full of all these gems
0: Analogies. I got a, a Complete wisdom. Thank yes. This is, that was wonderful. <laughs> Great. Okay. Well, listen, we're coming up to our last couple of minutes. And I just want to, I'm going to turn off turn my mic off here. Uh, is there any other thoughts people have that they'd like to share with the group for the group's uh, behalf? Um, anything around team building, what you've done, tips for success, resources that you've used, books you've listened to, or any words of wisdom? Yes, please. Can I butt in? <laughs> Absolutely.
9: Thanks for having me up here, guys. Um, we had a, an amazing uh, discussion, you guys. I'm, I'm really enjoying it on the sidelines. Um, I've worked with a few teams and um, had the, you know, honor to help them out and move them forward in growth and uh, within team and team building. Sometimes they say, well, we, it's necessary to do team building and sometimes they forget to Point out why or or specifically for which team needs what, and every team needs something different um, but the but what I found um, from several teams is that what they were missing somewhere along the way um, are um, are a set of basics um, and especially nowadays, people get more insecure faster than than in other times. That they missed the basics and the, and the ground rules for uh, can I can I open my mouth in this team or can I can I do personal growth. And um, sometimes the leaders of those teams would say, "Well, you know, it it might be obvious that it's a safe space to talk, and we're here to develop, and these are our basics, and this is our mission, this is our core, and this is with what the what the real safety basics and the ground and and, and the, the boundaries are." And they sometimes forget to repeat that, and it's crazy that. But a team really needs to hear that more often than once. Um, to every single time, point out, hey, this is this is our these are our core values, and this is what we work from, and um, and this is the safe space within we what we can do, um, and I I've noticed that a lot of teams need to hear that uh, repeated um, every now and then, um, and and that's probably more often than you'd think, um, and and as as soon as they hear it again, like oh yeah okay that's right I, I it's okay to kind of uh, draw it in a slight like more personal so my goals that I set for myself will become more within growth than what is socially accepted uh, which is which is um a huge one that I found that um, you know it, it's it's sometimes nice a point nice to point out again and repeat it's crazy but yeah thank you for that I think repeating. it's really
1: really important and I think it reinforces again we hear a lot when we talk about communication that you know, you can you can say things over and over and over again, but say it one more time um, because I think you're right. So often, you know, it it bears repeating, even if you feel like you're saying it all the time. There's likely one more person that didn't hear it or needs to hear it again, or they need that reminder, and it can be powerful and impactful. So um, just because you're the one saying it, you might feel like you're just repeating it constantly, but it's really powerful and, and kind of one of the key principles often around around communication, especially when it comes to mission and values and what's important and how that ties to to the individual. As we wrap up, I will give a reminder that we, we are very cognizant of time. So this is only a one hour conversation every Saturday. I will share a recap. So if you have any resources, you can message me here or find me on LinkedIn. And we um, I'm happy to include any references or resources that you find uh, impactful and, and helpful in team building as well as a full replay of
2: this event. And with that, Tamara, do you have a quote to close us out? I sure do.
0: Um, I uh, have a quote from Henry Ford: "Coming together, it, sorry, coming together is a beginning. Keeping together is progress, and working together is success." And I just want to say, you know, this is the Learning to Lead Clubhouse, real talk, basically leadership. And Kelly and I uh, are so pleased that you all made time today on your Saturday to come out and join us and make the investment in yourself and make the investment in the group as a whole. And so go out and lead your week with clarity and confidence. And we'll be back next Saturday and we hope you'll all be there to join us as well.